What's up, Not Safe for Work family? This is Ryan, a lover of all things love and relationships. And this is Slim, your self-proclaimed nympho. And this is Not Safe for Work. Enter this podcast with a clear mind, open heart, and headphones, as Not Safe for Work is an open and judgment-free zone. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Had a long day, but we are here and we are ready to chat with our Night Safe for Work family. Yes, yes. This is like the season finale. <laughs> <laughs> we have literally made it to a season finale. Like, who would have thunk it? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Because it literally it literally went from nothing into something. Like that's so weird. <laughs> I wanna thank everyone who took the time to um stay with us through the whole process. Like it was a learning point for all of us. For sure. For sure. It was fun. It definitely was fun. Right. So to speak on a learning point, I want to that brings us to the topic for today. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're talking about relationships over each stage in your our lives that impacted us and taught us a lesson that we have learned. So from whenever you started dating, anything in your teens, so... Whenever you started dating up until 19, we're going to talk about a relationship during that point. Then we're going to talk about a relationship from 20 to 29. (laughs) Relationships that impacted us, like one relationship, not all, just one. And one thing that, things about that relationship that molded us into present day, Slim and I are both. 30 uh, in our 30s so a relationship that we have had in our 30s that kind of will propel us to our 40 and how we see relationships moving forward so we had time to think about it and we're going to jump right into our teenage relationships Teenage love affair, as Alicia Keys would say. Yes, I like <laughs> I like this. Ma'am. Our teenage love affair. So you wanna go first or would you like me to go? Um you can go first. You can go first. Okay. I would say the one the one relationship in my teens that I dealt with was with a guy who was significantly older than me. I'm going to say I was around late 16, early 17s. And this guy was 20, I would say 23 or older. I don't really know his age. I do know that he was married. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, I chose this relationship because, of course, I was a child and he was getting all of the benefits of me being young and dumb, and he we were having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like one thing that kind of 
was my downfall for the relationship that I'm going to speak about in my 20s was that he made me become okay with being second fiddle. Mm. So I always was like okay with him not being available or him not being able to talk or not, you know, him just not. Yeah. And and he had to do the bare minimum. And now when I say the bare minimum, like, I mean the bare minimum. <laughs> you know, back in the day, Metro had, there was like, a, the phone, cell phones were like not what they are now. Right. So, <laughs> Clearly so, no iPhones back then. <laughs> so I want to say like he may have paid my phone bill a couple of times, but like, we're not talking about a present day phone bill. We're talking about like a Metro PCS, the Nokia one with the snake uh, game on the phone. I used to love the that phone. <laughs> and I want to say one. Metro's plans were probably what, 30? No more than 40. I would even dare not say 40. Yeah, they probably hovered around 35. 30, 35. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 40. I, I don't know. 40 might be pushing it. Yeah, forty might be it. pushing it, but um, so when I say he did that, like I was really content contingent on him just doing the bare minimum, and mm-hmm. I was like okay with that. Like I was okay with um, long as he paid my phone bill, or uh, I wouldn't even say buy me food because like back it back then I like. My mom was supri- supplied my food. So, really, he just got the benefits of maybe dropping, what, 30 to $40? Mm-hmm. And, like, having me at his disposal whenever he saw fit. Yeah. And so, I would say that was one of that kind of, like, may introduce me to what I thought was a good relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's one um that's one relationship in my teens that I just wish I had not accepted because I think if I had not accepted and kind of I've always been a relationship girl. However, I was not able to articulate that up until 30. Like I what? always felt like if I knew a man or a guy didn't want a relationship I stifled myself and be like so when they asked me did I want a relationship instead of being like you know what yeah I do I would always be like um yeah if it happens you know I'm cool with it but if not Mm -hmm. I'm cool with it too like I was saying whatever you know I thought they wanted to hear whatever I thought they wanted to hear because I was okay in my teens and in my 20s with getting whatever someone like even if it wasn't what I wanted as long as I got to have them in some way shape form or fashion even if it was detrimental to what I wanted what I liked and things like that I would take it so if I if I knew I wanted a relationship and a guy didn't want me for anything but sex I wanted him so bad that I took that because I just wanted him where I wasn't really even having him. He was having me. Right. And it took me my teens and my 20s to really understand that that's not okay. So that that relationship in particular um, 
kind of really set the tone for my 20s. But do you think, like, kind of, like, it's almost a good thing you went through it in your younger years versus, as you see, we see grown women still kind of going through that now? Yeah, but I feel like, let's just say I went through it from 16 to 29. I just feel like I could have learned. I I wish I would have found my voice sooner Mm -hmm. I wish I would have had like maybe a mentor or you know I wish I would have found my voice and like found myself sooner Mm -hmm. uh and like we were talking about in the episode last week where you know people say oh sometimes like I was a scare of being labeled that broken hearted girl Mm -hmm. when it wasn't like nothing is wrong with me I just know what I wanted so I was scared of you know being getting pushback from other people Mm-hmm. so yeah I mean I'm definitely appreciative of it however I definitely think I, I I stayed in that in that mindset too long fearful of not only what people said but fearful of myself because I knew it would take a lot of courage and a lot of strength to actually stand up and say you know what no I right. want this right well, yeah, we all definitely make decisions where we might be in a situation longer than we probably should have, but I think that all that too comes along with the learning process. Like sometimes you have to go through it a little bit longer just to solidify what it is you, you know what I'm saying, know and feel to be right for you. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of crazy because first of all, y'all know I'm not super relationshipy. Um and I've literally only had three real relationships, <laughs> like, my entire life. <laughs> three. However, they all lasted for extended periods of time. The last one in particular lasted a decade. So, for me... Are we talking about a teenage relationship right now? Yeah, so this right now is my teenage relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's two... I feel like there's two significant because these are the first two relationships. They were very like, con- they're like so different, but I feel like both of them kind of gave me an, an outlook. But if I had to pick between both of those, I would say my very first relationship okay. um, was with my, he happened to end up being my first sexual partner. Um, he was older than me, like what, two years? Okay. So, um, it started off, we first started off as friends. It was like a group of us. We used to hang out um, in the neighborhood, walk around. They used to, you know, sneak in the house when my parents weren't home. You know, whatever, just kicking it. Nothing really serious. Mm-hmm. But then as I, you know, as months and days, you know, went on, the number of people coming out was smaller and smaller till it ended up just being um being him mm-hmm. and um I then began to develop my infatuation with him my crush on him and to be honest I don't know if we ever solidified a relationship I think it was me in my head mm-hmm. but at the same time it was I'm not going to say we weren't together, but I'm not going to say we officially ever said we were. Mm-hmm. That's and, interesting because, well, go ahead. Yeah, so, like, 
and th- and that that's the that was the one of the first things that I learned from that is if it's not if if there's no clear understanding, then it it doesn't exist. <laughs> I learned that too. <laughs> if I, 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 I learned that in my twenties. Yeah. So you and I, for the game. Yeah, and so I'm not saying that you have to be like, oh, do you want to be my boyfriend? Oh, do you want to be my girlfriend? But I do think there has to be some form of, there has to be some communication about that on where each person stands so there's no gray area. Right. So, moving, um, huh? I think a lot of times people have that whole, that that mind frame of um, forget a title as long as the bond there. And it's just like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Like, you have to have or establish some type of title as to what you are and what you aren't, because it's important. Yeah. And although I'm not big on, quote, unquote, titles, but like you, like I said, there has to be some communication about that. But we were young, so you just go with it, okay? Right. So, uh, uh, again, him being my first, my one and only, the only thing I ever knew, um, they while in the midst of us having sex, he wanted me to perform oral sex on him. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, eh, I'm not doing that, like, I don't know what that is, and I'm not <laughs> doing it. Yeah, so I was like, eh, I'm new to this, like, we're not just like, what is that even? Like, <laughs> I didn't even hear about people doing that, like, it was just like, huh? So, of course, I said no. And, you know, whatever. We continued on as I thought we were. So, fast forward a couple months down the line. Mind you, I have been dealing with this person for roughly about four years at this point. So, I'm in ninth grade. They're in 10th, 11th. Four years? Yeah, like... In ninth grade? Yeah, like we... Well, no, not... Like, I was in... When we first started, I would say I was it was the summer of going from sixth grade to seventh grade when we met. But by this time we're now, I'm in ninth grade. He's in 11th grade. Okay. And, um, I'm hearing things. I'm like, things I'm not feeling about him and cheating. And I'm like, no, he wouldn't do that. And (laughs) then I heard it from someone who didn't even go to the school and then it was like, okay, so let's get to the bottom of this. So, hence the second lesson I learned. If you want to know something, you go to the source. Right. So, I confront him. I'm like, hey. This was like after a game. Like, our school played his school. It was after a football game. I was a cheerleader. So, you know, whatever. I know he was going to be there. So, I'm like, this is where I'm going to talk to you about this. So, I go up to him. I'm like, hey, you know, I've been hearing these things about you know you cheated in with some other girl you know is this true like just tell me and he looked me in my face and told me that it was true and my whole world came crashing down like like I don't know if anybody has ever experienced a real heartbreak but it's a physical thing it's like your heart explodes you can't breathe it's just not a good feeling. Like, one of the worst feelings I've ever felt in my life. 
so yep i was doing something weird i know and i'm like what is going on <laughs> but anyway so you. okay cool so i'm like distraught i don't know how to handle this i'm just broken hearted it was a friday so i'm like i'm going home i'm going to deal with this whatever so all weekend i had been preparing to break up with this person i'm like listen I can't, I'm not about to do this. Like, this is what's getting ready to happen. Okay. So, I asked him, one, like, why did he, you know, do this? Like, why did he cheat on me? Whatever, whatever. And it was a couple things that, you know, at that age don't make sense. But one of the things I do remember was, and this is the third lesson, <laughs> because I would not give him head. Oh. So, in the third lesson I learned, whatever you don't do, someone will. <laughs> Hard lesson to learn, but it's it's the honest to God truth. And I'm not saying that's validation to go out and cheat and do whatever, find someone's back, however, that is motivation. So, that was just something that I learned at an early age. What you want, someone will. So, we ended up breaking up and crazy thing is we literally became like the best of friends like he's one of my best friends ever and to this day we still like chat from time to time but I and I also told him I was like you made me into the savage that I am because had you not broke my heart that very first time I probably would still be you know I probably would have dealt with a couple more guys and been a little bit more you know I guess open about relationships but like kind of after that I was like this is dumb like I'm not doing this <laughs> I'm just not so that was my first teenage love affair and I learned three hard lessons um just to before we end <clears throat> the teenagers I want to touch on uh just two more lessons that I learned because you know speaking with yours one would definitely be establishing titles um, like you said, but more importantly, I think uh, one lesson that I I learned, but I didn't take, I didn't, I didn't fully learn it. Again, I would say until thirty, uh, which was to value my body. So early on, I knew that my my mama blessed me with something good, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Uh early on like I knew that I had power between my legs and not in the nasty way but in a nasty way but I knew that I had I I knew I had value within myself Mm -hmm. just because like I always have been told that oh I enjoy being around you I enjoy talking to you Mm -hmm. and I enjoy sleeping with you however I never took the time to really be like, you know what? This person comes to me when his wife or his girlfriend, whoever, made him feel like a piece of shit. And they came to me because there was something about myself that was like nurturing. But also, you were their safe haven. Yeah. And so I didn't really understand that until my 30s so like even present day I have to be very aware that I am people's safe haven so they always come to me and be like I miss you but they can't articulate what exactly they miss about me 
and it's mm-hmm. that they miss my aura they miss being comfortable with around me mm-hmm. and so if I had really had understood that that aspect about myself I probably would have ended a lot of relationships because I found that in my teens in 20s and 30s uh not mo- not so much in my 30s but really in my teens and my 20s that I too I felt like because they came to me and because we had this quote unquote bond that you know they they sought me out as a as a safe haven that it was more it was more it was something more to what we had mm-hmm. when it wasn't so like I said, the titles part really stuck because it was just like, no, you know, they just enjoy talking to you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you guys have some type of sacred bond or some something real. You right. Know? So, um, yeah, the, the, that, that relationship really propelled, really made me try to figure it out in my 20s I didn't figure it out in my 20s so much so that from I honestly think from about 19 or late 19s to early 20s I dealt with this guy my entire 20s (laughs) all my entire 20s and it's so crazy that we like I said we had we we had or slash have because we still vaguely talk present day but we had this type of um energy and type of connection that i misunderstood at the time of being a soulmate whereas mm-hmm. i could t- i could um i could think about him and it's so weird that if I if he just ran across my mind, he would just text, or if, or if I came across his mind, I would call, and mm-hmm. we did this for my entire twenties. However, he never committed to me. So early on in our relate, when we met each other, I was working at Subway, and my I think my senior year, and he was working at the Sonic across the street on well what is that um what is that Flint River at the end um like right before you get to 85 yeah 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 we were working there so every day he used to try to come and scoop me and talk to me and he would bring me like slushies over from Sonic until I gave him my number so about maybe two weeks go by and I finally give him my number and then we started talking and it, I, I just kept playing him. I was just like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. 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 And it's important for me to say that I did play him and I did curve him for an extended period of time. Whereas as we get, and so he took that to heart, like it struck his ego. And he never, even present day, will not let it go that when he <laughs> first started to talk to me or pursue me, I curve him. It's almost as if he has some it's type like a vendetta of, against you now. A vendetta because <laughs> he will not let it go. So 
throughout my 20s, it was this thing of when I was ready for a relationship and I was able to vocalize it, he would be in a relationship, but he would still deal with me in these relationships. But he would never extend another, he would never make it available for me to be in a relationship with him. His his thing will always be like, oh, well, when I wanted to be in a relationship, you didn't, and you curved me, and now I'm in a relationship with him. And then when he would get single and he would kind of toy with the idea, I was dealing with someone at the time. So it was kind of like when I was off, he was on, and when he, when he was off, I was on. Mm-hmm. And we did that, I would say, from 20 to 26 and from 26 to 29 I was pretty much single and he was in a long-term relationship for I would say about five years and so it wasn't until the last I would say from 27 28 and 29 where he was indefinitely single I guess so we had a conversation and I kind of and this this is one thing that I absolutely hate I did and I hate when women when us women do this mm-hmm. I came to him bawling snotty nose uh, girl girl and I was girl. like why don't you want me and these are words that I actually said with my mouth I said one why don't you want me what can I do to make you want me? I'll do anything for you to be with me. I just want to be with you, and I want to make you happy. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily say it in that sequence, but in those exact words, I said that to him. And I hate that I said that to him for so many reasons. One, because I don't feel like a woman should ever say that to a man because you just give him way too much power, and you just diminish yourself. Mm-hmm. And two... I just feel like when I'm so when I as I was so vulnerable just to him and I opened up to him and I did this on more than one occasion and I'll get to I I did this to him on my 30th like right after my 30th birthday I was just like you know what we kind of been going through this 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 thing where you know we we say we're going to be done with each other and we can't never leave each other alone we always find our way back back to each other and it's crazy because it's so toxic it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> because i will literally be like delete my number delete my thread don't call me don't text me but you know i've had the same number for forever and so he will try and i will try and we'll give it good 3 i don't think we've ever went longer than 4 months and he'll DM me on Twitter. He'll email me. He'll send a kite. He'll find his way back, or or I'll find my way back. And it's just like neither one of us can pinpoint why we come back to each other. And so in my twenties, the biggest thing that I learned from that is to don't be afraid. I think in my twenties, I was so hell bent on being in this relationship and and getting married and and getting all of these things that my friends had you know my friends were getting married my friends were in these happy relationships 
and I wanted that for myself and I was trying to make make it work and diminish myself and lower my values and and things that I wanted just just because I wanted it with this one guy and this one guy didn't give a damn about me and I lost out on so many relationships because I was clinging on to the hope that me and him would have something because I misinterpreted that safe haven and that quote-unquote bond that we have really it wasn't a bond it was just some type of soul tie that toxic soul tie that I had for so long that I just did I just misunderstood for being a soulmate Mm. um and so once I realized that I had that and I had that with other people too I mean I had and that's the that's what is so when you have relationships and sex with multiple people you need to make sure that you're very aware of yourself because uh, and Slim you know because you're very aware with yourself you can have uh, multiple relationships with people because you know yourself you know what you want you know this versus Mm -hmm. when I was in my 20s I knew myself but I didn't know myself entirely like I do in my 30s so I had these different soul ties and these different um misunderstandings and miscommunications with myself in these relationships um and so it was very difficult in my 20s to understand that um titles are important and don't miss uh, I think the biggest lesson that I learned from that relationship is that don't misinterpret like so like a toxic relationship and toxic soul ties as a soulmate because I literally was ending relationships and not starting relationships because I was convinced that because we had this weird thing where um I could kept y'all going yeah I that I could think of him and then he come and that he doesn't he tells me that he doesn't feel complete without me being in his life and it's just like well, how can that be when you treat me so bad? Right. And so moving into my 30s, I really understood that that's just toxic. That's just not the case. That's not love. Mm-hmm. That, that's that like everything that I thought love was and everything that I thought a soulmate was and everything that I thought to be true, it was not the case. And so that's the biggest lesson that I learned moving into my 30s was like really understanding what I want, what mm-hmm. love is and what is healthy love and what actual relationships are. All right. Those are, good, those are some really good lessons to learn for sure in the in your 20s. It took and it, it, it t- <laughs> sometimes it takes that long. I mean... As we get into my twenties relationship, we're gonna learn that sometimes it takes long, even when you know. Wow! When you know. Wow, Slim. Why did he just text me? <laughs> it's crazy. Delete, delete, delete. It's so crazy, and that is why. Convinced that this man was like my soulmate. Because I was just like, I can think of him and he'll come, he'll he'll just pop up. And 
lo and behold, I'm talking about him, and here he comes. I rebuke you, Satan. Delete, delete, delete. Girl! <laughs> Select all and delete. Girl! Go ahead, because I, I will not fall back down that path for my whole liberty. <laughs> all right, so jumping into and I have to be very careful about how I go about this conversation mm-hmm. um, my 20s was definitely a learning process um, I learned a lot about I've always known I've always been very self aware I knew from an early age what I was going to do, who, like, the type of person I wanted to be, how I wanted people to view me, um, what I believed in, what I didn't believe in. Um, I always was ready to educate myself and to figure out what, what fits me. That's That's always been who, like, the essence of my being. Let me figure out who I am and what I want to be. Um, and my twenties taught me more about myself than it did anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, elaborate. What'd you learn? In that, in my relationship that lasted 12 years, mm-hmm. um, I learned what I did not want. Okay. I learned a lot about what I didn't want and I say how I want to be treated, how I want to be talked to, how I want it to be looked at, valued, understood, how like I learned a lot about just what is not okay. Mm-hmm. I learned that and I learned. I knew from the very beginning there there were you know how they always say that hindsight is is always twenty twenty. Well, I'll say it is. However, for me, I knew better from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it was something that um, I saw that I felt I could connect to, kind of the same way you said, where it's like there's something there, so I'm gonna cling on to that piece mm-hmm. and then I'm going to make everything else happen. Right. And so I feel like you you kind of got almost lucky in a sense because well, <laughs> you might have had a little bit more freedom <laughs> in that aspect where I think um, I went, I had like a moment, there was a brief moment of weakness in my life and anybody who knows me knows I do not take advice from people because I feel like I can t- I can hear your point of view and I can hear your examples. However, I do not take advice from people because I feel like when you allow people to encourage your decision making, nine times out of 10, you're going to make the wrong one. Mm-hmm. And in my moment of weakness, that happened and it bonded me to this situation much longer than it should have ever been. Okay, so what so what you mean is that 
you you had an instinct that you should not have pursued that relationship mm-hmm. as in the in the in the manner of which you did but you were getting advice from from your peers family members and friends saying if you need to pursue it in this way you did it you went against went against everything that you knew mm-hmm. and felt and did it anyway yeah and you were stuck in it for an extended and, and I was and I was very stuck in it for an extended period of time okay. and it and that was that was one of the second biggest well, things that I stuck? like um there was a sense of commitment there there was a sense of um necessity like I like I get I think I think I never honestly I don't think that the relationship was ever for me I think I did a lot of what I did for the other people involved okay to help strengthen the other people involved Uh and that's gonna be my third lesson but my second lesson is that I had to learn to to truly trust myself and I didn't really trust myself until the very end of it mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't trust myself I knew what I, I knew what I knew about me and I knew that the thing that had been put onto me was not something that I truly wanted but it was like okay it's given to me I, I did it I made the decision to do it so I'm gonna be the best at it and I was, I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say I was perfect. You know, I probably had my flaws. You know, the other person would probably tell you all these things that, you know, was wrong with me. But overall, I think I did a pretty good job. And I'm, I can do that. Like, I can be whoever someone needs me to be. Yes. But what I had to learn was that being who someone needs you to be is not, is never going to be good for you. It's never going to be good for you. And yeah. that goes back to what you were saying, like how you beg this person, what is it that I can do to be better for you or be what you want me to be? And I, I trust me, girl, I cried them same dang on tears <laughs> in the flow at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Like, what did I do? Like, what did I do? Like, that was me. So I get you. Like, and, it, and, when, you, and when you go back and hear yourself, like when you replay that in your head, you're just like this it with yourself like disappointed in myself yes like you are you're you just like I can't believe I was there I was there and it's so crazy because me and you have been friends since high school 2006 Mm -hmm. was when we graduated and during that period of your time where you was in this relationship we probably talked 10 times maybe Maybe, and that's even pushing it. And 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 it was because out of respect for your situation, we were at two different points. You were doing... I was you now. It's almost like the roles have reversed except I'm just not in a relationship. Like, I was out in these streets thotting and bopping. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? friend in a relationship and I'll talk to her when I talk to her the only thing right. that I say because from the outside looking in I knew that, that wasn't what she wanted but the thing that scared me so much 
was that when we would talk in those few moments that we talked during that decade, it was like, you would say certain things to me, and I would just be like, this should be an issue. Mm-hmm. And then you would just talk like it's not an issue. And so I never made it an issue because I know you are not the type to take advice. And so I didn't want <laughs> to offer mm-hmm. advice. <laughs> we are literally only talking. Like, I haven't talked to you in two years when we're finally talking and catching up. And then here I come offering advice. But I knew that that wasn't who you were. That I knew that wasn't the friend that right. I that I had knew. And mm-hmm. so, coming back to 30s, now that I got my friend back, hey, <laughs> yeah, you tell me all of these things, and it's just like, I had no idea every, like, all of the, you know, particulars on certain things, but I knew what I did know, I knew it wasn't you, mm-hmm. and so, I had to, like, pull myself back. Yeah, and I've I've told I've said this a few times to people that are, that have you know no details and things like that about that situation, but like I it was so many moments where I felt like I was having out of body experiences. Like I I could hear myself tell myself, "This is not your life. You're obviously walking in someone else's shoes. Like you are living in someone else's body. This is not who you are. This is not you know what I'm saying. This is this is unacceptable. This is not what you." this isn't you this isn't you and I knew that but again the outside person the physical being just tried to make the best of what you know of what I had even though it was literally killing me it was killing me and it didn't get like I said I didn't get to the point where I could truly trust myself until the bit till it had boiled over yeah. Like, once it had boiled over, it was like, listen, I had to have a whole sit down with myself. Like, hey, girl, what we doing? Because if you walk into your thirties with this, you're going to die like this. And if that's what you want, then that's what you'll get. But if you don't, then it's it's time. It's you know. Time. It's crazy because I literally, you, you know, I literally had the same thought. On my 30th birthday, I, I promise you made my 30th birthday, like, just what a time to turn 30. Like, I didn't want to go away from my 30th. I was really adamant on, you know this, I was like, I'm adamant on ending a chapter of my life. Like, I want to move to bigger and better so that's why we were in Atlanta we went to all of the places that kind of solidified and that I had a good time Mm -hmm. in in my 30 I mean in my 20s so as I was turning 30 I kind of took time a time to self-reflect and I kind of you know on my 30th birthday I had a ball and I kind of had a great time (laughs) (laughs) I kind of, like, ended a lot of the just toxic, dangerous, uh, not healthy relationships that I had in my 20s. Like, a lot of the people who I talked to in my 20s, 
they can't even talk to me now. And if they yeah. can talk to me, it's definitely not in the same manner. Like, they don't have access to me in the same way. Yeah. Um, and so it was a lot. And that's when I got a lot of pushback because, you know, I lost weight. And people wanted to be like, oh, you lost weight and you done changed and da-da-da. It's like, no, I actually haven't. It's just, I'm just evolving. And it's just like, just because you used to fuck with me in, at 21, you don't get to fuck with me at 31 just because you knew me. Yeah, agreed. Um, so in as, as I had that same epiphany you had when you were, when you said, this is not, I'm not taking this into my 30s. In my 30s, every relationship that I had, I was very clear and somewhat, and this is the one thing that I was clear, and it was almost like to the detriment of me because I would meet a guy and I'd be like, I want to get married. I want to have a house, a dog, a goldfish, a turtle, and a, and a parent if you want to. I don't want any more kids. And, you're, if you want to talk to me, you're going to do this, that, and the third. And it was almost aggressive and, like, mm-hmm. I'm demanding these things versus just trying to set, like... The tone. Oh. Yeah, set the tone. So it's, like, every relationship that I think about it that I've had, I pushed. I was, I'm, like, almost rebelling against 20-year-old Ryan and saying... I am woman, hear me roar, you're gonna hear me. I want this, I want this. And it was just like, with my last relationship, I feel like I may have just been a little too hard. Not to say that he was not just an asshole. I will take responsibility to say I may have been a little bit aggressive um, in my tone, in like me saying, well, no, if you want a friend, go find you a homeboy like I I am and I literally had these conversations like I will not be your friend no you will not come over here sleep with me and just go on about your business like if you want a cuddy buddy go find one there's plenty of out plenty plenty of them out here but if you want to deal with me in any shape form or fashion we're gonna be in a relationship so I feel like he kind of said okay we're in a relationship okay, I'll do this. Okay, I'll do this. But that's not what he really wanted. But mm-hmm. I made, I literally forced those words out of his mouth so I can feel comfortable versus just hearing him out. And if that's not what he wanted, then being mature, a, a mature person and saying, you know what? Let's just agree to uh, disagree and move forward. Yeah. So I feel like the biggest lesson that I've learned in my thirties would definitely have to be uh not not being not rebelling against twenty year old Ryan and trying to be grown woman and just set the tone in a fair, non aggressive way of what I actually want in a relationship. Cause I've been so aggressive. <laughs> like fuck Prince Charming. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think I think a lot of women are at that aggressive place in there. I think I think if things haven't gone the way that they expected them to go by thirty, because you know everybody has that by thirty, by you know 30. fear by thirty. I need to be this, and I think when you get closer to thirty, it becomes extremely aggressive. Like, 
oh, give me this or get out of my face or I want this and you're going to do it. I feel you. There's, there's plenty of women at that place right now. So if you are that 30 aggressive lady, um, just calm down. You know, that's not going to get you what you want. <laughs> it's like a toddler, like a toddler who's pitching a fit and you just kind of just give it to them just to shut them up. But then at the end of the day, they're still not satisfied. So yeah um for me um i'm gonna switch it up in my 30s my situationships i've learned um that 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 decision to trust myself and stick to what it is i know to be true for me to be true and honest for me works like i've gotten confirmation that I am who I am, and people love it. And so, what they call I, girl? girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, fuck you! <laughs> Y'all hater. You can't be no hater if you my friend. Like, come on, like it is what it is. <laughs> but in all honesty, like, um. And that I am truly in love with myself. And because I'm in love with myself and I am true and honest to myself, the people that I engage with love that about me. And I get more truth and honesty from the people that I engage with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clear cut that this is who I am. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I'm just, I'm just me. You know, I can be the friend, I can be the lover, I can be the 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 nurturer, I can be I can do those things because that's just who I am naturally. And when I'm able to be that freely and naturally, the responses are way better. I don't have any I don't have any expectation only expectation I ever have is to be honest and be respectful and those two things if I can get those from you you literally like we gonna we gonna be good you know what I'm saying I've also learned that um that it's okay to say no yeah like you know I, it's okay to say no like no I'm good thanks so you know I don't got to be rude and nasty about it but no I'm good thank you though really appreciate it but no thank you I don't I don't wanna deal with you. I don't it's this is some it's something here that isn't sitting well in my spirit and I just I'm okay with that. Like I don't I don't hate you, no hard feelings, it is what it is. Um I also learned that there's it's okay to have time limits. Like sometimes things are just done. Yeah. You know, and again, no hard feelings. I don't hate you. I don't assume nobody hates me. But, you know, it it is what it is. Like we're good here. I agree. Um, I feel like my uh friend Kanye, uh, well, she was the one who really kind of made me, and even you, I'll give you um credit as well. Um, you, you two were the ones that, because you know I'm so nice and I hate cutting people off, and it's just like it started with a friend that I just let linger on too long, and you're and you both were just like, stop talking to her. Like, why do you respond? Mm -hmm. And then, like, it took me blocking one person. And then it's just like, now I can block 
end and delete friendships and relationships quick and not feel bad about it not feel bad about like y'all know my cutoff game is strong and uh you not i don't like your manipulation behavior we're good thanks but no thanks oh you like straight od lie like you offered a lie that i didn't even ask for um no thanks i'm good on you and it's okay and i feel no type of way about it i don't hate those people i don't feel no type of way about them it just i saw something that was never going to mesh with me and i and i do not under any circumstance compromise on the things that i know to be true for me i -hmm. won't do it i will not i will not cannot and won't do it yes and so i'm still struggling with that um with just being nice and you know I, you just told me this this week that why are you dealing with that? Like, let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and, it's no need. Like, it's okay. Like, and you I'm, really don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, for purposes of time, we're going to end that conversation. But if you guys want to continue it with us, Slim, tell them the live. So we will be hosting our final live for this season yes. tomorrow, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, check us on the IG. My IG is Slim Fitted. That's two M's, two T's. Our Not Safe for Work ATL page and Ryan's page. I'm simply underscore Ryan. Make sure you follow all three of those. Um we will IG pages. We will be back in February um, after the new year. If you have any co- any topics you guys want to discuss, if you want to be a guest, uh, if you just want to offer your feedback, send it to Slim. Don't send it to me because I think everyone's killers and they ride around <laughs> in white with locks on the inside and outside. And I will... Not respond. Slim <laughs> <laughs> is the go-to person. Uh, she does. Uh, she organizes and comes up with topics and filters and try to. If someone wants to be on the podcast, she and I'm so nice. I'm like sure, and Slim's like no, no. <laughs> what do you have to talk about? <laughs> you just want to be seen. Get out of here. <laughs> right. So yes, please um, contact her. This has been so fun. I know. Uh, I love it. Episodes 10. 10. 10. down we have been. Uh, You really know what went on behind the scenes to get these 10 done. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a chore. So Um, we'll be coming back in February, hopefully with new artwork, new cover work, new concepts, new, just new, new ideas. And we hope that you guys enjoyed season one um, again. And if you, when you come to the live, I hope you come with your relationships that help mold you in your teens, your twenties. And if you're 30, your 30, your forties and so on and so forth. I love to hear just women talk about the different stages and how they grew within those relationships. I just, I love it.
and men, because we're not gonna leave our, our fellas out. Y'all have been great too. The guys, y'all are funny. But, I would say uh, the men are more so supportive of the podcast. They really are. They really yeah. have a very life. interactive. We got some regulars, and yeah. you know, y'all y'all be with it. So definitely appreciate everybody's support. Stay tuned. Come back. Meet us for the last live tomorrow. And then after the new year, we'll start in February, the first Wednesday in February. February Black History Month, Black Girl Black, Black, Black uh, Girl Magic. Last thing before we end the podcast, you guys, please make sure you, if you like the podcast, share it with a friend. If you're listening on any platform, give us a five-star rating and leave us a comment. I would gladly appreciate it. Um... Yeah, I think that's it for season one. It's a wrap. Not safe for work season Not one. Not safe for work season one. This was great. We did good. I had fun. See y'all. Peace. Peace.